Hi, and thanks for tuning in to First Baptist Center's weekly sermon podcast. Our hope for this podcast is that you'll develop a closer relationship with Jesus and be inspired to share His love with others. We hope that today's message will give you the encouragement you need. Come join us. And ain't no grave going to hold us down. Since the Lord came out, we're going to come out too. Amen. Listen, I've listened to the praise team this morning and as you were worshiping with them. And, and I believe they mean that. I believe they meant what they were singing. You know it? And uh, praise the Lord. What a joy. What a blessing it is. Listen, good morning, church. Good to see you today. And um, we are in 21 days of prayer And this morning I'd like to take, before we get started, just to uh, take a moment for that. Uh, We're on day eight. If you happen to have your 21 days of prayer guide, if not, let me read it to you. It just talks about those dealing with addictions. It's kind of something that we had set aside today to pray for. Not that that's the only thing that we could pray for. It's not, but to definitely be praying for those with addictions. And and maybe even right now in your heart, maybe some folks may come to your mind. There's someone may come to your mind, maybe a family member, a friend, uh, maybe, uh, maybe you, maybe you struggle. We all have all kinds of, there's all kinds of addictions and hurts and habits and hangups. Uh, we remember from Celebrate Recovery, we all deal with sin, right? So, so today, just whatever that might be, but uh, just to lift that person up to the Lord today as we come together to pray. And let me just encourage you, Mondays and Tuesdays and Thursdays through Saturday, we'll try to set aside a time up in the youth room uh, from six, uh, 6 in the morning, 6 at night. If you'd like to join together to pray, you don't have to, or if you can't, certainly just pray where you are, all right? Not trying to make anybody feel guilty today in any way. We just want, we want to be praying because here's the, the goal is we're praying for all these things that we're mentioning and we're thinking about a new church building and all those things. But the main thing is Easter's coming. And if anybody is maybe more apt to come to church, it's probably on Easter Sunday. And, uh, and so we want to be inviting and praying for those folks. I'm praying that we'll have a spiritual harvest. The Sunday after Easter, we've designated that Baptism Sunday. Uh, we have one so far. That's a, that's, a, that's a go, right? So it's a go. We got one. And we're excited about that. But maybe, maybe today, uh, maybe we might have some more, right? Uh, someone might come to Christ. Or maybe uh, you're here and you say, you know, I really feel like I need to be baptized. And if you're following Christ, yeah, that's the first step. Uh, sometimes we have folks that want to be rebaptized. We're not saying you have to. That's between you and the Lord. But certainly if that's the case, call the church office. We'd be glad to talk to you about all that. But anyway, uh, just today, though, as we think about those Dealing with addictions, and whether it be drugs, alcohol, food, whatever, all kinds of addictions, and we all deal with sin. Let me just read a scripture that we had on here for that. It's from the book of Matthew, and in just a moment we'll be in the book of Acts. But in Matthew chapter 11, these are the words of the Lord to all of us. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so the Lord, he admonishes us. He calls it to come to him. And so today, may we do that. Let's, let's enter into a time of prayer together. Would you pray with me as we pray together and just, 
just thinking about uh, maybe like I said, maybe it's us. We just, Lord, I'm, I'm here standing in the need of grace. Or maybe God's brought someone to your mind right now. Would you just pray for them at this moment? Father, would you, Lord, just uh, direct our thoughts and our hearts, uh, Lord, right now in all these things. Lord, as we have gathered in this place this morning just to worship you, to praise your name, and, and Lord, I know we've been doing that. And even now, as we take some moments to pray and in just a moment to look at your word, would you just speak to our hearts? And Father, today, we do pray for those that may be dealing with some type of addiction. Father, um, we just lift them before you. Lord, we know how prone to sin we all are. I know I am. So, Lord, we too stand in need of your grace and of your mercy. And so, Lord, right now, would you meet needs? Would you call people to yourself? Father, in this, in this moment, in this meeting, this morning, Lord, would you remind us of just how much you love us? Father, would you remind us that you sent your Son, the Lord Jesus, to die for us? to be raised again, that we might be saved. Father, would you bless, Lord, this time. Speak to our hearts. I pray for help, Lord, today by your Holy Spirit. And I ask it all in the strong name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 I invite you again. Let's continue to pray. And pray for God to move in a mighty way. If you have your Bibles, we're in the book of Acts today. And we're coming back to the book of Acts to the third chapter today. I appreciate uh, Lance preaching last week. I caught part of it last Sunday. Listened to it this morning. Did an awesome job, brother, as always. Just, that's right. Awesome. Awesome job. I, I found my heart being ministered to even this morning in that. So thank you, brother, for preaching the word. And what about these students leading in worship last week and, and scripture reading? Just uh, so, listen, thank you all so much. It was just a, it was a great day. And, and of course, our early service, Miss Elena, and all did a wonderful job as well. Uh, so we're in, in uh, Acts chapter 3. And today, I'm, I've got some good news for you. Uh, we're not going to cover all 26 verses. And I know you're going to be excited about that. Trust me, you will be. Uh, but uh, because we have the Lord's Supper this morning, and I just got to thinking even this morning, I thought, you know, we don't need to do all of that today. And we'll come back, Lord willing, to the latter part of the chapter next week. And it fits in really nicely with Palm Sunday next week as well. So, but... Let's stand, if you'll stand with me again, just for a moment as we read God's Word together. And not that we always have to do this, uh, but I like to do this, and certainly part of that's my upbringing, no doubt as well. But as we honor the Word of God, Acts chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This is the word of God. You may be seated. Listen, I love that. They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I read a little story about um, that you can travel over to Greece. Anybody here ever been to Greece? I forgot what town it was, Steve. I mentioned in Minnesota that, anyway, so I'm never assuming nobody's ever been there. But anyway, you may have been to Greece, and you actually can go to a place, the hometown of uh, Hippocrates, I think is the right pronunciation. Uh, he was the father of modern medicine, Hippocrates, right? Hippocratic Oath, that's what I was going by, Hippocrates. And, uh, and also YouTube helps on pronunciation. But anyway, you can go there to the home of Hippocrates. And there is supposedly, and I saw a picture of it on, on the internet, so it's got to be true. Anyway, so there's a picture there on the internet uh, of this tree, and it's called the Tree of Hippocrates, which actually dates back to the very time that Hippocrates lived, over 2,400 years ago. Over 2,400 years ago. A long time. Now, this tree, they say, is still living, and it is technically, but if you look closely, and I, I couldn't see that good from the, the picture, but they say if you go there, actually the, the trunk of the tree is basically hollow. So it's basically hollow. And, and, and the tree can't really hold up its limbs, so they have to prop up <laughs> some of the limbs with, 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 with poles, but it does bear some greenery, some green leaves, and even a few olives. So technically, it's alive, but I'm going to tell you what I think it is. I think it's a tourist trap because tourists will line up to see this tree that dates back to the time of Hippocrates and they walk by it, even though here's a living tree. It's living, but boy, it's on its last leg, uh, so to speak. But anyway, you know, and it's kind of a relic from the past. And you say, well, what in the world does that have to do with today? Because here's the danger of the church, that the church becomes a relic of the past. Sometimes we think about church, we think about coming into God's house and studying and learning and reading stories like this that's 2,000 years old. And it is. And we think, well, you know, that was a great history lesson, but it's, it's more than history. It is history, no doubt. It is every bit of it true, but it is, if you will, his story, right? It's his, his, his story. And this, this word, even though it does tell us about the past, and we read about that today of a healing that took place uh, almost over 2,000 years ago, and we think, well, what does that have to do with us? Well, it has everything to do with us because this, this book is, is different than any other book. This is the Word of God. This is the Bible, God's holy Word. It is perfect in every way, inerrant, infallible, all the words you want to say. It is true from cover to cover, even the maps. But anyway, it is true from cover to cover, and this book is different than any other book because this book, listen to me, it is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. 
And so even though when you read this book, you think, wow, but then all of a sudden, man, it just gets you right here. What is that? It's the Holy Spirit of God taking the Word of God to your heart and to my heart. Today, here's what I want us to think about. I want us to think about a church on the move. A church on the move. Now, we, we would love to stay in, in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 is a great chapter to be in, by the way. Acts chapter 2 is a chapter where the Holy Spirit of God came and, and, for, and tongues upon the, uh, the apostles, and they spoke in other languages. People heard them speaking. People heard the praises of God in their own language. And then Peter stood up. <clears throat> Let me tell you what's going on here. And he preached. And then by the Spirit and power of God, 3,000 people were saved. Just like Lance said, what? Listen, that's a lot of people. 3,000 people saved in the church service. And suddenly then we see the church, man, they're coming together and they're devoted to each other, to the apostles' doctrine, to the breaking of bread, to the fellowship, to prayer, all those things, right? That Lance told, told us about last week, all those things. And man, God was adding to their number daily those who were being saved. That's a great place to be. But listen, it's good to come together. It's good to worship. We need to do that. We're commanded to do that, but ministry happens outside the four walls. And we see Peter and John, who they're part of the church, aren't they? You know, this church is not this building of steel and mortar. We're learning that, aren't we? We're kind of transitional right now. The old church building is gone. We're in this church building, but the church is still alive and well. The old church building uptown is gone, but you know, the church is still alive and well because what? The church is the born again, blood ball believer. It's us. Right, And so the church needs to be on the move because if we're not careful, we will come into a service like this and we'll check the box. I've done that. I'm good for the rest of the week. No, no, we need to be on the move just like we see the church here. I'm gonna give you two things and then one little short thing and that's all we're gonna do today. Here's the first thing. If we are gonna be on the move, led by the Spirit of God, first of all, we gotta take everyday opportunities for ministry. Take everyday opportunities to minister to people. And we see that's exactly what happens here in the first verse. Look at verse, verse one of chapter three. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Uh, the ninth hour, they, the Jews had three times of prayer. They had nine o'clock in the morning, 12 noon, three in the afternoon. Now, the ninth hour may make us think, well, was it nine o'clock? No, this is the ninth hour of their calculation, which would have been three o'clock, because we learned that the third hour back in the last chapter was nine o'clock in the morning. So here it is, afternoon, and they're going to pray. Now, again, it's just, it's just a little thing, but it tells us something, and your translation may be like mine that said they went past tense, but actually it's, it's, it's passive. It says they were going. They were going. There are a few translations that keeps that actual wording. They were going. You say, well, why is that important? Well, the reason it's important, it implies that this was something they just continued to do. It implies this was something they were in the habit of doing. They were in the habit of going to prayer. They were in the habit of going to church. They were in the habit of gathering together with believers. So here are two disciples, we know from the last chapter, filled with the Holy Spirit of God, used mightily of God, and here are two disciples on mission with God, walking with God, doing what they always do. They're just going to pray. They're just going to pray. Many times, ministry happens just in the mix of everyday life right? You know, a prayer, I don't always pray it. I try to remember to pray it at times, but Lord, help me to see where you're at today. Lord, help me to see where you're working today. Help me see whose life you're working in, because I don't know about you, but, but I can quickly dismiss something as an interruption, and maybe God has it as an opportunity. Are you with me? 
I think the guy in the story was dismissed by a lot of people as just an interruption. But God saw it as an opportunity. And so, so we see them, uh, we see them coming and just ready to, to do ministry, right? Just doing what they normally do uh, in the right place. Let me say this. Are you in a place today that God can use you? Are you in a place spiritually this morning that God can use you? And what I mean, are you walking with him? Are you in fellowship with him? Are you prayed up, as they just say uh, back home? Are you prayed up? I mean, uh, you know, are we in a place? I've missed, listen guys, I've missed opportunities because I wasn't in the right place spiritually. And, 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 uh, and I missed those, those, those times. I felt like I missed one this past week uh, just because I wasn't in the right, right place. And so they were ready to do ministry. So here it is, two prepared disciples, one ministry need. Verse two, coming up. Look, it says, And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. Hey, got a few dollars. Got a dollar. He probably didn't say a dollar then, did he? Got a few coins. Got something. Can you help? Just a little bit. Um, so here's a guy. We don't know anything about the guy other than the Bible tells us he was lame or crippled, crippled, right, from his mother's womb. We know in the next chapter that he's over 40 years old, so for 40 years, guys, this is his life. Now, no doubt when he was younger, his mom and daddy took care of him, no doubt. Uh, now, here he is, he's over 40 years of age. We don't know who's taking care of him. They, it says they brought him there. We don't know who they are, right, or were, I should say. Was it family? Was it cousins? Was it an uncle? Was it still his, I don't, we don't know. But they laid him here. So here's his life, day in, day out. Here's his life. He can't move. He can't do anything. Can you help? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help me? Hey, excuse me, can you help me? That's his life. Day in, day out. Kind of hopeless, isn't it? The doctors of his day could not do anything. That's his life. You know, we, we fail to realize sometimes there are people, maybe not with that particular thing, but, but perhaps so, that, that are in this place where they're in that place today. <laughs> that they are, they are helpless. I just thought, well, I hadn't planned to even say that. I thought about that mission trip we were on in the Amazon where the child was not accepted by the family and the child was sitting in the floor to eat with the animals. We don't think about people in other places, but even you don't have to go to Brazil or you don't have to go to anywhere else. Even in our own country, in our own world, we, we sometimes miss those people around us. But, but also think about this. Here's a guy, he can't do anything. He can't move, he can't go anywhere. He's helpless. Isn't this also a picture of salvation? Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. 
Because the Bible tells us that we are dead in our sins and our trespasses. There's nothing we can do to save ourselves. But in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4, it says, but God. (laughs) So here's the thing today, no matter how hopeless or helpless, let me point you to the one that can help you. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ, but God. (laughs) And so whatever it might be, you say, I I, I don't know how I'm going to see my way out. I can't work my way out. I can't pay my way out. But God. But God, see, God's in control, amen? And, and so here's this guy. It's a picture of salvation, I think. He can't do anything. He's, we, we can't do anything to save ourselves. We are completely dependent upon the grace of God. We are completely dependent upon the work of the cross of what Jesus did for us that we might be saved. So here he is. And it says he was sitting by the, the gate called Beautiful. Uh, Josephus tells us that This gate was 75, the historian, Josephus, the Jewish historian, tells us the gate was 75 feet tall, 60 feet wide, covered in Corinthian bronze. Took 20 men to shut it, according to Josephus. It was a huge place. Most people who would ask for money, hand out alms, the word here, the old King James word, uh, most time they'd be in one of three places, either outside the homes of the wealthy, such as... Luke 16, the rich man and Lazarus, right? He sat outside the home of rich man, didn't he? Um, sometimes on the main thoroughfare where people are coming through, ask for help, or, or as in the case here, outside the temple as people come to pray or worship. Now that's pretty strategic, isn't it? It's pretty strategic, yeah, because he's catching people coming in to, to, to pray here. And so he's in the main thoroughfare that, that hopefully they will see him and have compassion on him and want to at least look good in front of their friends and, and help him, right? I remember one time, one of, my, one of our deacons, James Burkhart and I, we, several years ago, made a visit up in Chattanooga. And so then we went to eat this wonderful lunch at this very exquisite place called Wendy's. Spicy chicken sandwich. So we got our food, and we're going to sit down, and we just kind of picked a spot, and it wasn't anyone around. Here's the thing I've often thought about this. So, you know, we, and not, I'm not saying this bragging, but I mean, we, we said our blessing, you know. And so when, we're, when we ended our blessing, and when we said amen, suddenly I heard a voice that I did not know, a very deep, kind of a kind of voice that said amen. And he said, this is a guy right beside me. Well, he wasn't there when we sat down, but apparently he was watching us and he had spied us out, just like this guy had spied out Peter and John. And apparently he had spied us and saw us. And then suddenly here we are praying to bless our food. And you know what he asked for? (laughs) Well, he didn't ask for a spicy chicken. He could have, yeah. I'm not sure what he got, but he said, hey, can you help me get some food? Now I'm thinking, well, we just prayed. He knows we're at least saying we're Christians, right? He couldn't see our hearts. He knows what Christians believe, I'm sure. And so we're, we're stuck. We got to help him. <laughs> I'm just being transparent, right? I mean, right? Amen? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm thinking, oh man. I thought, tricky, tricky, tricky. <laughs> I did. I thought, this guy's good. He, he's good. I won't go. Anyway, I, I thought he's good. I'm going to stop right there. And so he gave him a little bit to get something to eat. I think that maybe what was happening here 
as people were coming in, right, here, here's a guy saying, hey, can you help me? Here's the people coming to worship, coming to pray. I mean, what kind of prayer are you going to look like if you don't help the guy, right? And how many people walk by him? And how, how easy it would have been to say, I get a job. Let somebody else help him. But here's the thing I want you to see. Peter and John, even though he saw Peter and John, Peter and John saw him. <laughs> and that's in verse 4. And, 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 and they have the right understanding of ministry. Okay? The right understanding and, and, and certainly the right focus. So look at verse 4. So, and fixing his eyes on him. Now, understand who this, this is Peter. This is, so, so in verse 3, you see, uh, who's seeing Peter. So, the, so the, the crippled guy, he sees Peter and John about to go in the temple, so he asks him for something, right? But then verse 4, and fixing his eyes on him, right, with John, so both of these guys, Peter said, look at us. <laughs> that word fixing is, 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 is it's a, it's a great word. Now, it's not, the kind, it's not used in, back home, if you were getting ready to do something, we'd say something like this, we're fixing to go do something, Right? It's not that fixing, okay? Fixing to go eat after the preacher finishes. No, not that kind of fixing. But here's the thing. The, the fix, he fixed their eyes. It's the very same word from chapter 1 where the disciples, remember when Jesus went back into heaven? Remember that? And they're looking and they're staring. And, and they even said, why are you staring, gazing up into heaven? Same word. So here's a picture. Get this. Here's a guy asking for help, and he's spotted Peter and John. He's thinking, hey, maybe they'll, maybe they'll help me. Maybe they'll help me. But at the same time, I guess we could say Peter and John had already, they were seeing him. And, buddy, they're locked in. Here's my, here's my thought, guys. Listen. So often in life, if we're not walking with God, if we're not led by the Spirit of God, we will pass by many a person just like this, because we're not in tune with the Lord. Because we got our mind fixed on something else. We got our, our mind set on doing something else. We've got our own agenda for the day. And it may not be bad things. I don't mean that. But we're, we're, fo we're, we're focused on something else rather than, than on ministry needs. And we're not even thinking about ministry. We'll all say that for Sunday. My goodness, this is Monday. And, but we're not even thinking about ministry. And if we're not careful, we'll walk right by this guy. And the Lord say, hey, I wanted you to do something here. Well, the Lord would say, I wanted to do something through you here. That's the right way to say it. See? But not Peter and John. No, listen, they're on the move with the Lord, and, and, and they fix their eyes on him and say, hey, look at us. Verse 5, so, the, so, so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And, and of course, you know, he's thinking, <laughs> he's thinking, hey, they're going to give me some money. And, but they're about to find out he's going to get something even better. So here's the first point. I'm going to move on. And that is this. If we are going to be on mission with the Lord, on mission as a church, right, doing what God has called us to, be, to do and, and to be, or to be the church, then we have to take just everyday opportunities. There's a lot of ministry done on a day you hadn't really planned to do ministry. And there's a lot of ministry to be done, just and everyday things going about what you normally would go about doing to do that. So here's the second thing. Give what the Lord has given you or to serve out of what God has given. Um, notice what Peter says to him. Listen, here's a, here's a true statement. Um, 
Not that the rest of it isn't true, but here's here's a true statement. And that is this. God will never call us to account for something he has not equipped us with, okay? Uh, And I say that just because of thinking, like when I was a kid, that, you know, and growing up as a young adult and a young preacher, every young preacher my age, we wanted to preach like Billy Graham or like Charles Stanley or like Adrian Rogers. Well, you know, those guys are unique, but we're all unique, right? So God will not call you to give an account for something he has not equipped you with, but he has equipped you. If you're a believer this morning, I mean, you're saved this morning. If you're saved this morning, you have at least one gift of the Holy Spirit. So God expects us to use our giftedness. So then Peter said, verse six, then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you. I wonder at that point, did the, did the guy's heart sink when, he, when, when Peter said, I don't have any money? Oh man, pick the wrong guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, in a a moment. It wasn't wasn't much of a hesitation here, I don't think. It says, but but what I do have, I give to you. In in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And, and, you know, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking this through. I wonder how much of that this guy took in. Did he really believe it? Well, the reason I wonder if he really believed it was because of what happens next when Peter grabs him and lifts him up, right? Notice what he says, verse 6, or verse 7. And he took him, Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. I'm not going to lie. I think that's the funniest thing. I think that is the greatest thing. Just to get the picture, here's a guy, here's a guy, he can't move, he can't do anything. This has been his life for 40 plus years, and suddenly this guy says, I don't have any money, but let me tell you what I do have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, don't miss that. There is power in the name of Jesus. And that's, the healing comes about. It wasn't Simon Peter, it wasn't John, it was the name of Jesus. So, okay, well, whatever you say. And then all of a sudden, man, boom, he's up. And it says he's walking and he's leaping and he's praising God. It was not church as usual. Even the quiet crowd was amazed, no doubt. I'm just telling you. And so here it is. So he's walking, he's leaping, he's praising God. When you, listen, when we When we allow God to use us and we're on mission with God, doing what God has called us to do, working out of the giftedness that God has given us, the unexpected happens. This was not expected, but the unexpected happens. Someone said this. I think there's some truth to it. If you can explain it, probably God didn't do it. and how comfortable we get with the, just the expected. Did you come in here today expecting anything out of the normal to happen? Did you come in here today, you know, thinking, Eddie, I dare you to keep me awake? I don't think you'd think that. But <laughs> I mean, did you come in today just thinking, hey, just another day? I mean, I do that too. Listen, I do that too. Absolutely. But what if... As we pray before we enter worship or any day, before we go to Walmart, go to school, students, or wherever it might be, work, Lord, I just want to see you do something unexpected today. And here I am, Lord, if you want to use me. Amen? Is that a good prayer to pray? 
Amen. Not, not see, see, not about me, but about others, right? See, that's a mark of maturity, isn't it? When it gets to where it's not about me, it's not about you, but it's about us serving others. That's, that's, that's a mark of maturity. So the unexpected happens. Also, God's praise. He was praising God. Listen, I'm about finished. Look at verse 9. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, we read the story, we know the story, some of us know the story really well, we've heard it preached, taught, all those things. But I just wonder, can you just imagine <laughs> what happened that day? Here's a guy, every day, apparently, how many, listen, how many times had Peter and John walked by this guy? Maybe. He was well known there, but not this day. See, not this day. Because there, there's times that, and, and I think it was all because of the faith of Peter and John, and we can come back to that another time, but, but it, it was because God said, hey, here's, here's, here's a need. And they were open to what God said. We didn't hear that part of that, but, but by Peter speaking to him, certainly the Holy Spirit had prompted him that this was the time. So, so let me just say this, when, when we, listen, when we allow God to use us on the move with the Lord when we serve out of our giftedness, if you will, the unexpected happens. It leads to God getting praised. That's the one who gets the glory. Whoever does the healing, the saving gets the glory. Amen. And also, listen, here's the third thing. It's a testimony to the world. See, people saw that. Well, whoa, what's going on? When people see God working in your life and in my life in that way, things that we can't do on our own, he gets the glory, and he deserves the glory. We're going we're gonna to end there, and we'll try to come back, Lord willing, next week to the latter part, Peter's sermon, uh, because it certainly ties in with um, Palm Sunday. But something I want you to, to see, though, just in verse 19, Peter calls them to repent. He calls them to repent. Um, you know, if we're going to follow the Lord, if we're going to be saved... We have to repent of our sin. You know, you can find sermon material in a lot of places. It's past Thursday, and Nita and I, we on our way home, and we um, were in Nashville, and we stopped at a Santa Fe Cattlemen's Club, and uh, I think there's one in Fort Payne. I know it's the same. I think it's the same thing, same chain. Anyway, so I was reading there at the hostess station on the, on the wall there, and I think, I'm, I think I've got it right, but here's, here's what it said on, on this little plaque on the wall at Santa Fe. Cattleman's Club. Restaurant. No matter how far you've gone down the wrong road, you can still turn around. I sat down at the table and I told her, I said, you know, there's a sermon in that. I'm sure she was thrilled by that, but as you are. No matter how far you've gone down the wrong road, you can still turn around. You might need to claim that this morning. I don't know. You might be going down the wrong road this morning. You know it. Maybe others know it. The Lord definitely knows it. You know it. 
right? But there's still time to turn around. One day, it will be too late to turn around. The age of grace will come to an end. But now today, right now, it's not too late. That's the good news for the morning. Because we're going to see that, that Peter and John, you know, certainly took everyday opportunities and, and, and also they gave out of their giftedness, right? They served out of their giftedness and they were quick to tell about Jesus. And we need to be as well. But this morning, listen, can you go back to a time, we're about finished, can you go back to a time where you repented of your sin and you placed your faith in Jesus? You may not remember the, the day on the calendar, but you remember the time. Or you might be, it was between this time and this time, okay? But you know, there was a time. Many of us can. We can go back to that time. But now you may not be able to. This morning, this is your time. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And if you're going down the wrong road, Turn around. But not just turning from sin, turn to Jesus. It's not just cleaning your life up, but it's placing your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is mighty to save. Amen? He is mighty to save. Let's pray. As we bow our heads, as we come to a time of, of invitation, as our praise team comes to lead us in that time, listen, what, what needs to happen in your life right now I mean, that's between you and the Lord. I know, listen, there are many of us here today that, like myself, listen, you know you're saved and, and praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, you know, maybe you're here today and you know that you're saved, but you're not where you need to be. I've been there too many, many times. Trust me. Um, and so, so right now, listen, there's no better time to come back to the Lord. You know, Christians need to repent too, right? Absolutely. If we're, if we're away from the Lord, we need to turn back to the Lord, if we're going in a different direction. So this morning, what is it God's put his finger on in your life? Is there some unconfessed sin there? You know, confess that to him. He's promised to forgive those who will, when we confess, when we repent and confess our sins, he has promised to forgive. Amen. Listen, praise God for that. I have to repent daily, usually, guys. I'm just telling you, every day is something. So, so let's just be real. Can we just be real, just between you and the Lord, me and the Lord? Listen, right now, what is it? Is there something in your life that, that you haven't confessed to the Lord? Is there something that you're hanging on to? Maybe some sin that you've excused as okay? And you know God's Word says it's not okay, but you've excused it as okay? Oh, listen, would you just bring that to the Lord and repent of that? You know, um, the word repent, it means to change your mind. It means to change your direction. It's not just being sorry about a sin, but sorry enough to quit sinning that sin, right? So are you willing to do that? You might be here today and, and listen this morning, God speaking to your heart that you need to be saved. Would you be willing right now just to ask Christ to come in and forgive you and save you? He is mighty to save. With your head bowed right now, would you just pray, Lord, come... Lord, I know that you died for me. I know you um, took my sins on the cross. Jesus, I know you rose from the grave. I know there's sin in my life. Lord Jesus, come in and forgive me of my sin. I 
turn away from my sin. I turn to you, Lord. Save me. However you want to word that, you just make that your prayer. And just pray. And just ask Jesus to come in and save you. Would you do that? If you need to do that today, do that. If you're watching today online and, and you've never trusted Christ, do that today. There's no guarantee of tomorrow. No guarantees. Lord comes back right now, are you ready? He comes back today, are you ready? I pray you are. If not, let's make sure our hearts are clear today. And if you just prayed that prayer a moment ago, would you just come up here and share that with me? I want to help you to grow. We just want to help you to get started on that path of discipleship. And so, Father, right now, would you minister to our hearts and speak to our hearts? And Lord, I know you are by your Spirit. Lord, you know us better than we know ourselves. And you know what we need to hear and everything about us. So, Father, right now, would you, Lord, as you speak to us, may we be obedient to you in all things. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness. Father, thank you. Praise your name today, Lord. Father, we pray for those that don't know you. We pray for those that are lost. Help us, Father, to be a witness those around us. Help us, Lord, to see those ministry needs with your eyes for your glory. In Jesus we pray. Thanks for listening. If you would like to reach out to us, please visit our website at fbc-center.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. We hope you have a great week. God bless.